Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News. I hope everyone's doing fine today. It's February 16th. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. Okie dokie. I'm just going to... Uh, now, if you're you're not, you're obviously just listening to the audio here, so you don't know this, but I am running the podcast from my mobile studio setup. I am in San Diego. Last night was my stand-up show in San Diego that I've been promoting with Katie Thurston. I'm going to get into some of that with you guys and also have some additional tea. I just provided the Patreon regarding potential opportunities coming up within the Bachelor universe. So I just wanted to tell you and tease that for you if you want to go to patreon at patreon excuse me patreon.com slash dave neal you can go check that out Uh, of course the daily bachelor rush hour podcast is a top 10 entertainment news podcast if you're new we appreciate you we just soft launched this puppy back in november and we have grown to a very loyal and large following not quite bigger than the youtube audience but for sure i'm trying to separate the two and have two different you know identities the youtube videos are obviously can focus on more visual aspects and then the podcast can kind of rant and rave about some things in a longer form in certain ways. So I'm going to share a clip with you guys of what Chris Harrison said on his recent podcast, the most dramatic podcast ever, and that will be the featured content of this podcast. Uh, But first, let's talk about last night. We had a a sold-out stand-up show, 230 people in a packed stand-up crowd uh, at Mike Drop Comedy in Los Angeles. Um, excuse me, in San Diego, and um, it was, um, we had a, uh, Katie Kay was the host, then this guy Austin Truffolet, I believe is how you pronounce it, did a set, and then Katie Thurston, and then myself, and then we ended with a Q&A, which I have to say was steamy. If you were at the venue, you know you got your money's worth. There was, uh, you know, some liquid courage and uh, loose lips that spilled, uh, sunk ships, I think is what it's called. I had, at one point, only once during the Q&A did I stop a question from being answered only once was i like too far we're not going to answer this question um maybe i'll dive in more in the patreon but either way uh we're trying to build a potential uh well i I, i'll say this about it the stand-up show was obviously extremely bachelor heavy with the audience um i wrote new jokes about the fantasy suite and why i wouldn't do the bachelorette and other and a couple other jokes and i gotta say um the vip people all received an adult toy which was good fodder for material there was a lot of buzz regarding those special toys there um there might be a power surge in san diego uh this week (laughs) i think one lady took two she was like hell i'm taking one for uh one for each side of the bed Uh, (laughs) but either way it was a blast and um you know we're just uh we're we're just really grateful that people showed up good friend of the show logan palmer of course logan from gabby and rachel season was there a lot of a lot of you guys don't know logan and i met at this same exact venue probably four or five years ago it was a while now um when he had at that point been scouted by bachelor producers but he was too young to go on the show so of course as we saw he was not just a main character on this season kind of ghosted by uh gabby on the cruise ship when he got covid to of course being the most sought after person um, in Bachelor in Paradise. And you have to say, everyone that met uh, Logan last night, I mean, he was in, I mean, there was 
there, it was funny when I shouted out that Logan was in the audience, people were like, Ooh, Logan's here. It was kind of just like a fun little moment. And of course, Jess from uh, your mom and dad podcast, which is a podcast I will be doing next week. Jess was also there. She came down from Los Angeles to support. We're actually going to go get brunch with Jess and uh, Katie uh, very shortly. So I'm recording this pod- this uh, podcast a little bit earlier in the day. So this will be up a little earlier tomorrow. We'll be back with our, our normal schedule. So this is going to be kind of a short version. I just wanted to give everyone a shout out that came out to the show from Michelle to Kat and people came from Tucson. We had people driving from Arizona, Pacific Northwest, a a buddy road tripped from Florida and was driving across the country and came to the show and so many other people made it a uh, sort of destination. I think we provided enough proof of concept that this show can work. Obviously, I think there's always room for improvement with how we deal with a bachelor crowd. It's almost like facing a new pitcher. There's curveballs and things we didn't expect, but all in all, the audience was about as good as I could have expected. I'm talking white hot. They were they came early. We opened the doors at 6:30 instead of 7, and we still started the show a little late because everyone was rowdy and getting their drinks. So the the audience had literally I think 90 plus minutes to sit down, have fun, get ready, and get lubed up as it were, and uh, by you know in any means necessary, alcohol, mousse, chocolate, cake, whatever you want, it was there. And um, by the time we ended the show, it was probably 10.30. So it was a long night for us, but um, I wanted to get up early and get you some content. So you guys heard it from me personally, how it all went. Um, definitely uh, give Katie a shout out on Instagram because it takes balls. It's you know very brave to get up there and do stand-up and not just do stand-up, but do it for your fan base. You know, I was able to pretty much have about nine to 10 years of stand-up before anybody cared what I had to say. So I've been able to work out some of the kinks that happen on stage. Your whole body when you get on stage is trying to get you to do things that would make stand-up bomb. The adrenaline, the nervous energy, all of that fight or flight momentum that comes in when the limbic system flares and they call your name, come into the stage now, it's David. All of that works against what you need to be on stage, which is casual, aloof, confident, and to see, to know all the tricks that you have to do to keep yourself from self-sabotage. It ain't easy, folks. That's all I can say. It ain't easy. I'm not asking for any pity or sympathy out there. I've just seen it myself on my journey. So for Katie to come out there, and there was a little technical issue with, you know, it's actually funny. The same thing happened in my first set I ever did. I got on stage, took the mic stand, I took the mic out of the mic stand and then the, the XLR cable popped off. It happens more often than not. It's, they're not exactly the highest quality things and it happened to Katie. So she recovered nicely from that. She gave a nice toast to the audience. And like I said, if you weren't there, we for sure, for sure, will not be able to air the Q&A without an extensive amount of censor censoring there. I need to get the bleep button ready, not just for, for swears, but there was a lot of information spilled. If anyone was wondering where Katie stood after her season of the bachelorette, if you were at the show last night, you found out. Um, and how's that for a tease? I was literally backstage and she was doing this joke um, about uh, one of her exes. And I was like, golly, this is way more interesting than any uh, after the final rose we've ever watched. So do I think there will be buzz, not just from the vibrators, if this show continues to other markets? Absolutely. But we'll have to see how it all works out. Either way, it was nice to write some new jokes and perform them and it felt fresh and fun. And I appreciate all of the audience that came over here to support me. And um, it made me feel loved. And also Tasha, I mean, I had people coming up to me saying, oh my gosh, Dave, 
I am starstruck. Well, you know, so this was not by me, by seeing Tasha. <laughs> this one lady came up to me and she goes, your wife is going to think I'm a psychopath the way I looked at her. I literally was befuddled. She said Tasha was luminous, I believe was the word. So, of course, anyone who can um, fill up my wife's love well is filling up mine as well because uh, we're a shared package. So, for all of those that came and supported and shared your love, it is appreciated, it is recognized, and it is bottled up. So, thank you all so much. All right, let's get to our featured clip of the day. Have a listen. Sources, and by by the way, I can't make this content fast enough. Within hours yesterday, we had a source that said ABC wants Chris Harrison back. They said the networks, the show's failing and they want to bring them back to regain them back to the glory days, you know? And then another source comes out in a story two hours later that says, ABC says, nope, that's not happening. And of course, they could be completely different sources uh, that know different things or it could be a bunch of BS. So we're going to get into it right now. And someone wrote, hey, producers, do you really think that we'll fix the problem, the host? I don't think so. So I'm going to share the articles real quick and then a couple uh, Q&As that Chris Harrison is doing on his podcast podcast. I think he's taking a note from my book. He's kind of ripping off our um, our format, which is fine, Chris Harrison. You can join the uh, power listeners over here if you want to be a part of the squad. Exit. And by the way, this first article was on Radar Online. And if you know, Radar doesn't exactly have good ratings. Uh, they have no credibility whatsoever, but we're going to report on it. Exit Remorse, ABC considering bringing back ousted host Chris Harrison to boost ratings. Um, Chris Harrison may soon have a new job opportunity with The Bachelor amid ABC's hopes to boost ratings, Radar Online has exclusively learned. And by exclusively learned, they mean they need they have no other content to make today. It's a slow time of year, you know? Everyone is aware The Bachelor is on life support, spills an insider. And then they say that new host Jesse Palmer tried to fill his shoes, noted the well-placed source, questioning if Harrison would ever want to return after the way he was tossed aside, has reached out to ABC for comment. Top TV sources said the network is considering bringing back the ousted host who stepped aside from his role in February 2021 after defending a contestant who was shown in past photos attending an antebellum plantation-themed party. He resigned from his longtime hosting gig following his voice support of Bachelor contestant Rachel Kirkconnell. All right, so literally an hour after that story comes out, we have Daily Mail, which is probably not even a step up from Radar. They're probably the same, same beast says, ABC denies reports they are considering bringing back Chris Harrison to save The Bachelor. By the way, what kind of headline is this? As the show is on life support, two years after racism scandal saw him sent packing with $10 million payoff. So uh, not exactly a, a concise title there. But ABC denied the reports. And again, there's in this story... They don't even have, it's like, who at ABC? You know, ABC's got probably 5,000 employees. Uh, so we don't even know who it was that was making, of course, we don't know the source and we don't know who's denying it. But either way, uh, people are saying, you know, this isn't what we want. So read some comments from BachelorNation.scoop. Give us the old bachelor and quit asking us to nominate grandma. Stop with producer manipulation and added drama. Nearer to the original format. Less manipulation by producers. Producers that don't manipulate the contestants. Not being so staged. So people seem to all want the same thing. It's like, look, you know, it's it's almost as if I wonder if the producers... Uh, are so ratings hungry. They forgot that people kind of like a fastball down the middle. We like a good spaghetti and meatballs. You know what I mean? We don't, you know, there's a lot of shows out there. Love is Blind, Circle, Ultimatum, Too Hot to Handle, Too Cold to uh, Cook. I don't whatever. <laughs> just uh, making frozen food. Uh, wouldn't that be nice, a dating show where you just find frozen food? I tell you what, 
I could host a dating show. Uh, I could host a cooking show where all I do is take you to the frozen food aisle of my favorite places and tell you what to get because I love a good, you know, we'll call it air frying with Dave. Okay. <laughs> so I've got a few um, I've got a few clips from Chris Harrison's podcast. I'm just going to share those with you because that's what we're doing today. We will have a Bachelor Rush Hour podcast and tomorrow I'll be back with Bachelor with the Patreon to discuss some more of the sort of personal side of how today's stand-up show went or yesterday's stand-up show. But Let's listen to what Chris Harrison has to say as he, of course, steals my business model and decides to take live calls. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. He, um, you know, it's uh, good for him for connecting with his fans, whatever you want to call it. So here, let me play. I got three different clips for you. Have a listen. Hi. How's good. it? Good. How are you? Doing great. Where in Wisconsin? Um, outside of Milwaukee, suburbs of Milwaukee. Got it. Great town, by the way, Milwaukee. Did you ever take the show there? No. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's underrated. <laughs> it, we, we did go because uh was it Nick Vial, right? He's a Mil, uh, Milwaukee guy. And uh, and I also, back in the day, I was a NCAA uh, tournament spot for the University of Oklahoma. Oh, I was covering my basketball sports days. Sportscaster yes. days. And we were in Milwaukee. Get anyway, the question. Heather, we digress. This is about you. What's your question? Sure do. <laughs> That's okay. Um, my question was, I was wondering if you had any thoughts or comments or suggestions based on your years on the franchise of The Bachelor, if there's any changes that could be done, either small or big, that could potentially result in more relationships lasting, or even if it's not forever, that they last for a more significant, a more significant relationship. Um, you know, the last few seasons, you know, the last, I think, at least three bachelorettes and a couple of bachelors, um, you know, haven't had very good success rates. Whereas if you look at Bachelor in Paradise, you do have a lot more relationships that come out of that. Obviously, it's a different format. But thinking about the traditional show, if you had any thoughts, it's like long perhaps not, you know, Obviously, it makes great television to have really over-the-top dates, but it's also not like real life. So perhaps dates that are a little bit more normal or spending time with each other's friends more when you get to the end. Um, just kind of was wondering your thoughts Wrap because it, it just kind of feels like, you know, not a lot of, you know, relationships have actually Right. Lasted. All right. So the question was, <laughs> Chris Harrison's going to move them along. The question is, uh, what, what do you think the show can do to be more successful? <laughs> you mean not everyone yeah. falls in love in a hot air balloon or naked on a beach in uh, right. Tahiti? But, right. You know, that's funny. <laughs> I, I, I heard that all throughout my years of hosting the show of people are like, come on, this isn't unrealistic. And I said, you know, what's not fun is seeing our normal lives. Like you're right. LZ and I, we're not jetting off every day. That's not our everyday date. We go to movies, we go to dinners. Um, but obviously that doesn't make for great soap opera TV and this is entertainment. It's escapism. It's as much about taking you away from that life as it is trying to represent it. But that was always an issue for us, Heather, all along. And it was from day one, we probably didn't do a great job of facilitating those relationships. And then we realized how we could better facilitate. And we did a decent job along the way. Um, but the show, one of the things I loved about it, it was never predicated on the fact that it worked. And this is what I love. Great. Did you hear that? It was never predicated on the fact that it worked. I love it. And hey, he's not wrong. 
He's it's a, no one ever said, "Hey, The Bachelor, where 100% of the contestants fall in love." It's so about heartbreak. It is wonderful when you get lightning yeah. in a bottle and you see Tristan, Ryan, or Sean and Catherine and you have those moments. But the great thing about the show is it's so relatable because I, I don't know if you're married or dating or what have you, but um, it's relatable in that we all go through breakups. It's relatable in that it doesn't work out. <laughs> How funny. So funny out there. So if he goes on and on. Let's just play two more clips to 33-minute mark. Um, but that's very telling, isn't it? That he says, look, it shows not relatable because it works. It's relatable because it doesn't, and that is life. He's like, just he's like, it's relatable in, in that relationships don't always work out. Take my first marriage, for example. Um, a little bit of each of them, yeah. just to see what everybody's doing. There's, you know, there's obviously the bachelor, bachelorette version. Then there's so many twists and, and concepts out. So we've heard from Jesse Palmer and Nick Lachey and their little beef about which shows more authentic. You know, they had a the dating show measuring contest where Nick said, uh, Love is Blind is actually more authentic. And Jesse's like, well, Bachelor's like the original. It's pretty authentic. And I'm like, you're not, neither. You're two grown men with Botox. There's nothing authentic about you. Um, but here we have Chris Harrison weighing his opinion on where Bachelor stands with all these other dating shows. Out there. Um, but Heather, I appreciate you, uh, listening to the most dramatic podcast ever. I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you find this genuine and very normal. Well, the ratings will say that some people do and some people don't. Now, it's doing okay so far. The question we're going to have with Chris Harrison's podcast is, will people continue to tune in um, after you know the initial bump of... Like, there's no way his podcast is still rated number one. I won't go into the ratings right now. Well, yeah, let's do it. Let's go right Chartable, and I'm going to go to the, the ratings for Chris Harrison's podcast, and I'll show you guys right now. So, And by all means, I mean, podcasts just don't stay on the top unless you're like crazy, uh, you know, crazy successful. But his podcast was ranked number one in because new podcasts get to rank higher and now it's ranked 202 which by the way is very high for all podcasts in the united states 202 that's incredible it's ranked number two in relationships and it's ranked up in a globally uh global for podcast reach it's still in the top 200 so very strong uh, very strong uh, ratings uh, several weeks into the show. We'll continue to look at the ratings as time goes on. All right, two more clips. Let's play here. Our last clip, 3450. Um, let's have a listen to what he has to say. It was one of those experiences, Chris's, where I have to point out that this is what made me really mad about the media, about the spin, about the tabloids, is what happened to you. I found, um, e even though you are a professional, you also are a human being. And I felt that when I met you, I thought, oh, don't meet the people you like. It's one of those scary things you do in life where you meet the people on TV and they could be absolute um, terrible people. And when I met you, you were such a nice guy. You, you, were, you were actually talkative. You gave me a minute of your time. And it was just you guys were taping a lot and you guys were doing a lot. And you just were very genuine, very nice and very humble. And Very genuine and very real. So a little character testimony from some of the people calling in to Chris Harrison's show. I wonder how he screens this. I, you know, I, I only do live calls when I'm live streaming. I don't I normally take voicemails, but I wonder if he's got a producer who just gets these guys waiting online. Of course, you're not, you're never going to get like real critical. I mean, by all means, what should he do? Start a podcast and let people call in and just shit talk him. So like, I don't blame him for, for having like the people on that are like, you know, supportive of him. But I think all in all, as far as people go in the Hollywood community, Chris Harrison was always respected because he was on the biggest dating show. Uh, you know, the host of one of the most coveted long-term shows. I mean, you've got what survivor you've got a couple of like the game shows that, you know, the Pat Sajaks of the world you have. Uh, and then you've got Chris Harrison. 
Harrison. You've got um, Amazing Race, that guy. I mean, there aren't many shows. It's it's a small list. So while we see Chris Harrison in our little niche, he really does go down in the Hall of Fame of notable people that have hosted TV in in the world, you know, because the U.S. markets have been one of the biggest, of course. And anyway, so whether whether um, whether you consider him disgraced or not, or, or or justified or not, he's got some people that are saying, "Hey, you're not you're not a bad guy." And I want to thank again everybody for all of your support, for following, rating, reviewing, giving us 500 plus uh, uh, reviews. The podcast Bachelor Rush Hour is about to be legitimized we've got some endorsements coming up from some of my biggest um uh, from some of the biggest people in bachelor nation let's just leave it at that so i appreciate all of the early adopters that got on here early as we continue to make the podcast the best thing it can be who knows i might get tasha fired from her job and have her work for us full-time shouldn't we have tasha be uh what should we get what tasha what do you want your um uh what do you want your title to be vice president of rush uh, of rush content we'll have to figure it out we'll get her a placard and a desk that's what she needs is a nice uh a boss bitch desk um but i'm gonna make her wear there's a dress code honey uh you gotta wear denim skirts <laughs> tasha rocked it last night in her denim skirt you can go check her out ash at uh, tasha courtney on instagram all right so we're ready to go get breakfast but i want to thank everyone again i also have a couple videos i didn't share with you that are up on the youtube channel of uh a conversation about brooklyn on the current season of the bachelor and how brave she is to t- tell her story a lot of bachelor nation sending her love and i think we have a couple other videos up so you can go check those out i'll be back at the um at the main studio tomorrow but in the meantime thank you guys all again i'm dave neal this was bachelor rush hour